يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا O you who have believed, اجتنبوا, avoid. Keep away from. Avoid what? كَثِيرًا Much. من الظن of assumption. Avoid much of assumption. Meaning don't assume a lot. Don't always have you know, assumptions in your head. Don't always read into things. Don't think too much. Right? Just because somebody sitting quietly having their cup of tea, don't think that they're upset with you. Please. Just because somebody wants to have their nice quiet time, it doesn't mean that they're angry at you. Right? So, اجتنبوا كثيرا من الظن What does this mean? Firstly, don't entertain a lot of ظن. Don't entertain a lot of ظن. Why? Because إِنَّ بَعْضَ Ism. Indeed, some assumption are ism. Some assumption are what? They are sin. The question is, what is ظن? What is assumption? ظن is basically suspicion without investigation. And judgment about something without any evidence. So basically, it is to assume something about someone to hold an opinion, to suppose, without any investigation, without verification. Like for example, you see someone sitting quietly, having their cup of tea. So what could be a run over here? She's so quiet. She's mad at me. She's mad at me. This is an assumption without any investigation. It's a judgment about someone without any evidence, without any proof. Their silence does not mean they're angry. Correct? So, this is what dhan is. Remember there are two types of dhan. One type of dhan is dhan su, Evil dhan, bad dhan. Which is as clear, it is to entertain a negative thought about someone or about something. And the Prophet ﷺ said, إِيَّاكُمْ وَالظَّنْ فَإِنَّ الظَّنَّ أَكْذَبُ الْحَدِيثِ Beware of suspicion, for it is the most inaccurate speech. It is false. So this is the type of ظَنْ that the Prophet ﷺ was referring to, the negative ظَنْ. The second type of ظَنْ is, which one? حُسْنُ الظَّنْ A good supposition about a person, or about a situation, and remember that we are required to have this. The Prophet ﷺ said, حُسْنُ الظَّنِّ مِنْ حُسْنِ الْعِبَادَةِ Good supposition is part of good worship. This is a good form of worship. Even this is a form of worship. What is a good supposition? So for example, you see someone sitting, having their tea quietly. What could be a good supposition? Alhamdulillah, she's taking a break. Right? Alhamdulillah, good for her. She's enjoying her quiet time. Well, you don't know whether she's really enjoying or not. Allahu a'lam, she might be very worried, right, in her thoughts. But you're supposing something good about her. So here Allah says that, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اجتنبوا كَثِيرًا مِّنَ الظَّنِّ Don't run too much, right? And secondly, avoid most of the suppositions. Because most of the suppositions, in بَعْضَ الظَّنِّ Some of the suppositions, what are they? They are sinful. How are they sinful? Because they can lead to many social evils. Firstly, if you think about it, frequent assumption. 
always reading into things, excessively forming opinions, doesn't this lead to a lot of problems? Overthinking things, doesn't that lead to a lot of problems? You have a conversation with someone, they're gone, they forgot about it, and there you are thinking, I said this and she looked like this when I said that. And then she said this, I must have offended her. And then you're saying, I'm so sorry. And she's saying, about what? For what? Oh, about that. What that? She doesn't even remember. I mean, it's natural when you really care about somebody, you really think too much, right? It's kind of natural. But, you know, be easy on yourself, right? Think about more useful, beneficial things, right? Don't think about the conversations you've had with other people and then wonder what they must be thinking, what they must be feeling like and, and what that might lead to. No, think about real stuff. Real stuff. The real problems that you're dealing with. Real things that you should be working on. The Prophet ﷺ said that مِنْ حُسْنِ الْإِسْلَامِ الْمَرْئِ تَرْكُهُ مَا لَا يَعْنِيهِ Of the beauty of a person's Islam is that he leaves what does not concern him. So spend your time doing what really matters to you instead of thinking about things that don't matter to you. And secondly, if you think about it, Negative assumption leads to problems. Does it? What kind of problems does it lead to? What kind of problems does it lead to? Negative assumption leads to problems. What kind of problems? Okay, depression. So you're constantly thinking about others, about situations negatively, and you're going to go deeper and deeper into more negativity, and it's going to make you sad, make you upset. What else? Exactly. If you think bad about someone, like for example, you see somebody having their tea, okay? And you think, she's mad at me. And you walk by and you don't even say salam. And she said, what's wrong with her? Why didn't she say salam to me? Right? And then they ask you and then you snap back. And then it leads to what? An argument. And it started from where? A negative assumption. Yes. Self-esteem and trust issues. Right? What else? What other problems does it lead to? It leads to fights. It leads to arguments. It leads to backbiting. Isn't it? إِنَّ بَعْضَ ظَنِّي Now, remember that negative assumption can be about Allah. It can be about the Prophet wasallam. It can be about the Qur'an, it can be about Islam, it can be about believers, it can be about people in general. And these negative assumptions are what? They are sinful. Negative assumption about Allah, He's never going to forgive me. This is wrong. How could you think that Allah will never forgive you, even though you're doing tawbah, when Allah is Ar-Rahman, you think your sin is greater than the Rahmah of Ar-Rahman? This is a negative assumption. This is sinful thought about Allah. Negative assumption about the Prophet ﷺ. He wasn't fair. No. He was. He wasn't just. This is a wrong assumption about the Prophet ﷺ. Negative assumption about the Qur'an. What if this is not really what the Prophet ﷺ recited? And what if the companions misunderstood? And what if they wrote something wrong? And what if the person who was copying the Qur'an made a mistake? This is a wrong assumption. Allah has promised that He will protect the Qur'an and He will preserve it. Correct? And then negative assumption about other people, about family, 
about believers, amongst believers in general, so family, friends, co-workers, etc. But then certain individuals, like for example, knowledgeable people, people of knowledge, or people of authority, negative assumption about them. And it's so common that how shayukh or people of knowledge are spoken of in evil ways so easily. How can people do that? How can we do that? So, إِنَّ بَعْضَ ظَنِّي إِثْم Remember this, that indeed some assumptions, what are they? They are sinful. They are wrong. We can be punished for even the wrong assumptions that we keep in our minds. Because remember, an assumption doesn't just stay an assumption. What happens to it? What happens to it? A thought in the mind, does it stay in the mind? What happens to it? It's verbalized. And a person acts upon it. Correct? So this is why, إِنَّ بَعْضَ ظَنِّي إِثْمُ They are sinful. So be careful. Avoid them. Then the next thing is, وَلَا تَجَسَّسُوا And do not do tajassus. What is tajassus? Tajassus from the root letters, jim, seen, seen. Jassa. Jassasa is basically to touch something with one's hand. Like for example, the word is used for when a doctor is checking the patient. Alright? Why is he touching the arm or the forehead or the different parts of the body? What's the reason? He wants to see what is hidden inside. Right? He wants to check what is hidden inside. And this is basically what the justice is. Being curious about those matters which people have concealed. And it's not just curiosity as in, I wonder, but it is, let me go and see. So for example, what is inside a person's phone? Right? What is inside this conversation that they're having with another individual? Being curious. And then that curiosity leads to what? Finding out, okay, as soon as a person goes into the bathroom, unlock their phone, because you saw them putting their passcode in, and then looking at the conversation. Allah says, لَا تَجَسَّسُوا Do not do tajassus. Why? Because doing tajassus is basically invading other people's privacy. Isn't it? And that is the height of disrespect. If a person is trying to keep something personal, then please respect that. And if they're openly sharing something, then okay. But if there is a note that somebody is writing privately, then respect it. If there is a conversation that someone is having privately, respect it. Right? So, la tajassasu. Do not do the jassus. And the Prophet ﷺ warned us about looking, searching out the faults of other people. That if a person searches out for the faults of others, then Allah will humiliate such a person in his own house. So, la tajassasu. The next is, وَلَا يَغْتَبْ بَعْضُكُمْ بَعْضًا And, لَا not يَغْتَبْ He should backbite. بَعْضُكُمْ Some of you, بَعْضًا others. Meaning, do not backbite one another. Do not backbite one another. What is ghibah? What did the Prophet ﷺ say about ghibah? It is to mention something about your brother, which he does not like. Correct? And then the Prophet ﷺ was asked, that what if it's true? And then what did he say? That is ghibah. Because if it was not true, 
If you're making up things about him, then that would be what? Slander. That is worse than ghiba. So, وَلَا يَغْتَبْ بَعْضُكُمْ بَعْضًا Do not backbite each other. And backbiting is something that we really take lightly. We think it's almost necessary to talk bad about others. Always put yourself in the position of the other individual. You're not sure whether it's overstepping the bounds. Put yourself in their position. Would you like it if somebody gave such a sarcastic remark? If somebody made fun of your dress? If somebody made fun of your shoes? If somebody made fun of you know the way you're talking? Would you accept it? If it's not okay for you, then remember a believer is a mirror for the believer. If it's not okay for you, it's not okay for them. Would you like to be called by that nickname? No, don't call somebody else by that nickname either. Would you like that somebody says this about you in your absence? No, then don't say that about somebody else either. Because a believer is a mirror to the believer. So, وَلَا يَغْتَبْ بَعْضُكُمْ أَيُحِبُّ Would he like أَحَدُكُمْ One of you أَنْ يَأْكُلَ That he eats لَحْمَ أَخِيهِ The flesh of his brother مَيْتًا Dead? Would any one of you like to eat the flesh of his dead brother? This is in the Qur'an. This example that we've heard over and over again, this is from the Qur'an. It's not things that people have made up. Allah has said this. Backbiting someone is like eating their flesh when they're dead. Why? How? Because a dead person, is he able to defend himself? Is he able to defend himself? No. Somebody comes and cuts off his body. Is he able to defend himself? He cannot. And just like that, when a person is absent and their honor is being tarnished, their reputation is being attacked, are they able to defend themselves? No, they're not because they're absent. So backbiting someone is like eating their flesh when they were dead. You wouldn't eat somebody's flesh why would you backbite them? فَكَرِهْتُمُوهُ You would dislike it, you would hate it, just the thought of it is so disgusting. وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ And fear Allah. إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَوَّابٌ رَحِيمٌ Indeed, Allah is the accepting of repentance, the merciful. Fear Allah and refrain from all of these bad actions. And whatever has happened, repent to Allah and seek His forgiveness because He is accepting of repentance and merciful. Let's listen to the recitation of this ayah. Ya ayyuhal ladheena amanu jtanibu kathiran min al-dhanni inna ba'da al-dhanni ithm. Wala tajassasu wala yartab ba'dukum ba'da. أَيُحِبُّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَنْ يَأْكُلَ لَحْمَ أَخِيهِ مَيْتًا فَكَرِهْتُمُوهُ وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ تَوَّابٌ رَّحِيمٌ Notice how taqwa is mentioned, right? You see, fasting is for the purpose of developing taqwa, correct? So if when we're fasting, we don't even eat halal food, how is it that we can eat the flesh of other people while we're fasting? Because sometimes we're backbiting while we're fasting. So if we can refrain from food, we can certainly refrain from attacking other people's honor. We learned that the Prophet 
He said that all community of people who have believed by their tongue, but belief has not yet entered their hearts. Meaning you claim to have iman, but there is no iman really in your heart. It's not really settled yet. Do not backbite Muslims. And do not search for their faults. Do not backbite them and do not search for their faults. For if anyone searches for their faults, then Allah will search for his fault. And if Allah searches for the fault of any one of you, then He will disgrace him in his own house. So before we talk bad about someone, let's remember that tomorrow we could be the victims. And you know, backbiting is something that you can't do on your own anyway. You need a listener. And remember that the one who will gossip to you will one day gossip about you. Today they're gossiping with you and tomorrow they're going to gossip about you. When you say like see faults about others and you point them out to other people, then um, you find those faults either within yourself or your own children. And I've seen this example, uh, you know, someone we know that she used to say very bad things about someone else's daughter or their children, oh, they're so this, they're so that. But unfortunately when she had children, her children had those same faults in them. Because yeah. Allah tests you then. Right? Also on like a more public level, like pointing out faults in others leads to their eventual social isolation, basically. Because people might hear it and try to forget about it and stuff, but it does affect the way they're treated yeah. in the long term. Yeah. Um, just a reminder that sometimes it just takes one person to stand up for someone uh, when there's a crowd and there's a group thing going on and the way that groups are polarized. It just takes one person also to get them started and it can take one person to stand up and say, enough is enough, don't do this. Yes. And this is why we have to stand up. And that's exactly what we're told, that when you see people fighting, don't just stand there watching, do something about it. And when you see someone's honor being attacked, then again, defend them. That the abilities that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us, we have to use them in the right way because we're going to be asked about them. Our eyes, our ears, our minds, our hearts. And if you think about it, all of these verses, what are they pointing towards? That stop thinking about the faults in other people and look at your own. Right? There's a statement that That people with most faults are those who talk most about other people's faults. People with most faults are who? those who talk about other people's faults the most. So this is what we need to be very careful about. You see how one thing leads to the other. One supposition leads to curiosity, the justice, right? Because you formed the wrong opinion about someone, now you have to find out for verification, and then you invade into their private matters. And then once you find out, wow, it's such a big discovery, how can you keep it to yourself? You're going to talk about it, you're going to gossip about it. So you see how one evil leads to another. So stop it right there. And how do you stop it? By reflecting on your own faults.